Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there'll be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Podcast Domination Show. I've got a special episode for you that probably should have been released about six months ago. However, the content in it is very timeless. On the show, I've got a buddy of mine named Jamie Atkinson. Jamie is a podcast producer. He helps podcasters monetize their shows. He also helps launch a lot of people's podcasts like myself. Um, Jamie and I spoke, and when we spoke, I have to apologize because my mic was not on. So a very dumb move on me, but so the audio on my end is not good, but Jamie's audio is perfect. So you'll have no problem listening to the stuff he shares. Besides that, you're going to hear a couple things. Number one, you're going to hear Jamie's story, which is a wild story. He's got a very uh, up and down story, how he got started in podcasting and online business. And then also for people who are looking to launch or looking to grow the show, he shares some of the biggest mistakes people make pre-launch. And then also what you should be doing when you're about to launch a show to get reviews, to get traction, to get more attention. So he and I share a lot of similar views on this. And uh, yeah, excited to have him on the show. So go share and go actually say hi to, to Jamie over at the Entrepreneur Junkie podcast as well. So without further ado, enjoy my episode with Jamie Atkinson. Hey guys, Lewis here with a quick shameless plug. If you've been wanting to start a podcast or you already have a podcast, it's just not performing as well as you want it to, and you'd like my team and I to see if we can help you with our customized podcasting solution, then I want to invite you to go to dominatewithlewis.com. That's dominatewithlewis.com. So on that page, obviously, it's going to be an application-only process. Once you fill out that application, I will personally reach out to you to book a time for us to chat. And on that call, a few things are going to happen. So number one, I'm going to actually give you some advice that's going to help you get past whatever you're doing. So no matter what, if you decide to move forward or if you're just there to get some advice, I'm going to help you either way. And then number two, I'm going to share with you if I can actually help you or I will refer you out to someone who I know can definitely help you. So if that sounds good and you want to chat, then go to Dominate with Lewis. Dot com that's d o m i n a t e dominate with w i t h luis l u i s dot com thanks hope to talk soon dude it's been a freaking while um i know you've been traveling the world you are a professionally you're professionally homeless 
Traveler <laughs> <laughs> 2. And the last time we spoke, for some reason, only got six minutes of the damn recording. So here we are again in the fall. Um, but I guess it's still technically summer, but it feels like fall. But uh, I guess for those who, yeah, yeah, you never heard that interview because it never got out. So I'm super pumped today to uh, bring up to you guys a podcast who's done some fun stuff. He's done some interesting stuff. He's kind of shaken up the the podcasting space um, from what I've seen. So today I've got Jamie Atkinson with us today, and he's known for something really interesting. He's known for helping people launch podcasts profitably in the first 60 days. He's also the host of the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement and the Facebook group Podcasting 101. So Jamie, dude, what's going on? Dude, I'm glad to be back on. I'm, I'm super sad that the last one didn't go out, but hey, it gives us another opportunity to chat again. So I'm super happy with that as well, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, I know you are in Boise, Idaho right now, which is a pretty cool area. And you're there for the Offer Lab. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, you know, usually I'm in all these like exotic places from like, you know, to Bali to Korea and like, Hey, hey, where are you right now, Jamie? Well, I'm in Boise, Idaho. You know, it's not exactly the most exciting place in the world, but actually for us in the ClickFunnels community, we love it here, right? Cause it's like the hometown of ClickFunnels. There's a bunch of entrepreneurs who are hanging out here and yeah. So I'm hanging out for the OfferMind event that Steve's throwing in the next couple of days, Steve Larson. And yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like that's like the motherland for quick funnel people. <laughs> yeah, they're just everywhere, like coming out of the woodworks, like all of these entrepreneurs. Like you see in the cafes, they're all about, like, you know, oh, I wonder how much money you're making. You know, like <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. It's known as the epicenter now of quick funnel stuff. But, um, dude, today I want to definitely dive into how you grew your podcast. I know you've done really well with your new show, and uh, I'm always interested when I see people come on the platform and crush it to see what they're doing, what they're doing differently. Because there's so many people who just either don't know or they just don't really do it well. So last time we talked, you shared some really interesting stuff on how you grew your show, The Entrepreneur Junkie Movement, which is an awesome show. You bring a hell of a lot of energy to it. And I think it's something that people can listen to, take notes on, and they can actually implement some of the strategies that you're using to grow that show right away. So I guess if you could um, take us back to initially before you know you said you launched in february why did you launch that podcast and um yeah just give us the backstory on that yeah of course well first of all i just want to say thank you because it, it's really nice to hear that, that you enjoy the show that that means a lot and um and, you know it's kind of funny because right back in february um some pretty seismic changes were happening in my life like you know for just to give you guys some context i'd been traveling up to that point for about a year and a half I ended up leaving my job because, you know, my sister got really ill and they didn't really look after me. They were just like, well, you know, if you need to take some time or whatever, then you're not going to be a manager anymore. We're going to screw you over. So I was really uh, unhappy and decided to leave just because I was like, I always wanted to run my own business, but didn't really have any drive to do it. I was like working in a job. So for about a year leading up to February, I'd been traveling around. I'd been, you know, all over the world and at that time, you know, I initially started out with a blog and then I was trying to figure out all of these steps, but yeah. I had a really hard time getting a lot of momentum in my business. You know, I would start a business and I would have a little bit of success and then it kind of fell flat on my face and it didn't work out that well afterwards. And it kind of sucked because, you know, I, in that first year, I think I tried seven or eight 
different businesses. And, you know, either I left it or it didn't work and, and just things weren't looking good. So around about December, January time, right at the start of this year, we were in Thailand and we were pretty broke. Like we had like up down to about, you know, $3,000 in the bank account. I didn't have any paying clients at that time. And I had that hard decision, you know, and I talked to my girlfriend about it. I was like, look, you know, something has got to give. And one thing that a lot of people don't talk about as, as entrepreneurs who travel and digital nomads is they don't really talk about how lonely it is. You know, it's really quite difficult when you travel because not only are you moving around a lot of places and you don't have like your home people who you're staying with, but it's, it's lonely enough as an entrepreneur anyway, right? Like you don't have a workplace to go to. So I was really feeling burnt out. I was feeling like really tough in my heart. I was like, man, I need people around me to support me because right. I feel like that's the missing piece that's stopping me from really progressing and growing. So we made that hard decision. We said, okay, we're going to fly, you know, the 30 hours it is from Thailand to go to America. And we were going to go to the Funnel Hacking Live event. And, and what I decided was like, I need to be surrounded by these people that are going to lift me up. And, you know, we went to the event. It cost us like probably two and a half K. I think when I got to Funnel Hacking Live, I think I had about a thousand dollars left in my bank account. And, you know, we were staying at the hotel and the first day I was meeting people and they're like, Hey, what do you do? And I was like, yeah, well, I do Facebook ads for these dentists and I have this agency and I was kind of playing it fake, right? I was like saying I was successful or saying I had this agency, but really I didn't have any clients and things weren't going well. And then one of the very first speeches on that day was by a guy called Nicholas Biley. And he gave a speech about your mess being your message. He talked about the fact that when things go wrong in your life, you need to wear that like a, like a flag of honor and tell people the real truth about where you are. Because what you don't realize is when you're vulnerable and when you share all the crap that happens to you, People really resonate with that. They really love that. So, you know, I walked out after listening to that speech and just straight away, I started speaking to people being like, hey, I'm Jamie. My business is in the toilet. I've got no idea what I'm going to do. I just don't really have any idea, but I know I need to be surrounded by these amazing people. And Lewis, what happened was like crazy. Like people almost straight away started to have these really deep, profound conversations with me. I started to get these really great connections with these strangers, brand new people I didn't know. And by the end of the week, I had these people that you know really truly cared about me and wanted to see me succeed and really uh, resonated with my story and you know at the end of that conference I made the really hard decision to sign up for you know the two comma club x coaching program which was like thirty thousand dollars twenty five hundred dollars a month and yeah. you know like I said I only had a thousand bucks in my bank account so like I went into debt with it yeah. And, uh, and when I walked up onto that stage to, to, you know, everybody who bought goes on the stage, you know, as a, as like a closing technique, I guess, yeah. but everybody that I'd been meeting throughout that conference was like, yeah, Jamie, go on, you can do this. Like, like cheering me on. Yeah. And that was, that was really emotional for me because I, I hadn't had anybody cheering and backing me in my corner apart from my girlfriend for the longest time. And, uh, and that community and connection was powerful. So the reason I tell that story was that as I came out of that event, I made the decision that, okay, I'm going to start telling my real truth. I'm going to go and document. I'm going to create a podcast and I'm going to tell people the real truth of where I am. I'm going to document it. I'm going to tell people if I'm winning, if I'm failing, what I'm struggling with. And that was the premise of the entrepreneur junkie movement. I wanted to help people just see what it's really like. I wanted to say, Hey, look, you know, it's not all sunshine rainbows and giggle farts like sometimes shit goes wrong and you need to know because as entrepreneurs we fail all the time left right and center 
but people don't openly always talk about that. They don't want to talk about the failures. So I really wanted to paint a path for people. And, and that was kind of how it all started. It was just that desire to really put it out there in the world and, and to be my authentic self, you know? Very cool. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I just, uh, I love about that is a, you really took a stand when you didn't even have any money. Like, and I, it's funny, I've done the same thing and it's, it's the scariest thing ever. <laughs> Dude, it like terrifies yeah. you. Like, you know, I remember like days after the conference, I'm like shaking. I can't get out of bed. I feel depressed. Like, but then as the time starts to tick down of when it's like, oh crap, like if I don't make money now, I'm going to like starve and die. Something mm-hmm. happens and this switch flips in your brain. And like, it's just, you start to work like crazy to get it done because it's like fight yeah. or flight. Like if I don't do this, I'm going to die and I'm not going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, your back's against the wall. So I, I can totally hear you on that, dude. That's one thing I give you a lot of credit for. And that kind of kicked off into getting the podcast started and getting and getting yourself back up. And now yeah, I know you help a lot of people with podcasts as well. And I remember back when you started in February, there's like you did a really good job. I commend you this. Like you did a really good job on promoting yourself on podcasts and like just sharing the journey with people. Um, when you launched, I think a lot of people get, get tripped up in this name. I see you today still doing a lot of stuff where you're like, you're just saying, Hey, we got top 200 in the UK for, you know, entrepreneur junkies, like little things like that, just to put yourself, insert yourself back into the conversation. And I know it's definitely probably helping you bring in more leads, bring in more clients, getting more attention for yourself, building your own online brand. So I'd love to just hear like, how did you learn that? Cause I think you're pretty a scrappy guy, a pretty scrappy entrepreneur when it comes to like marketing and sales and understanding that stuff. So I definitely love to hear the backstory on that and you know, how you learned some of those things. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because a lot of the, I was talking with a buddy of mine last night, Austin Dixon, and we were hanging out and we were talking about the fact that I was telling him stories about what I used to do as a salesman. And when I was a manager in a furniture company and we were going through this story and we were, I was telling a story about like when we used to go into customers' houses, we were trained about how to not get your chimp out, which sounds super weird. But the idea was like, when you go into a hostile environment, people get upset. And like, if you come back at them with that aggression, like acting like a gorilla, like you get your chimp out, they're going to get their chimp out too. And you guys are going to go head to head and like battle it out with each other. So, you know, what you have to do is take that away kind of show your back, be meek with them, let them get all of that out. And then at the end of it, you can say, okay, well, I understand that. I understand this, this, and this. Let me help you out and figure out, okay, but what can we do to help you through it? And I was telling this story to him and he's like, you know, it's so funny because in that sales role and then that manager's job, like you were being trained the reality of how people are like people are people are people like that's how it is right and you know all of the marketing principles that we now know i was being taught way back then and we weren't calling it marketing we were calling it managers training but it kind of happens all the way through so to answer your question when it came to like launching the podcast and and doing that kind of launch campaign where I learned it was, I guess I didn't really learn it from anyone in particular. I just knew that I was watching people and I was seeing what people were doing. And a lot of times it was just about exposure, about getting your stuff out there. So I was like, okay, well, if I can document this process, if I can say, hey, I just made my podcast intro, you guys can check it out here. Hey, I just had my podcast cover artwork done. You guys can check it out. What do you think? Hey, guys, and just managed to figure out my name for my podcast. It's going to be called The Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What I was doing was just creating this kind of pressure and anticipation for this 
launched that we wanted to do. And what happened was people got you know excited about it. It's like building up to this big event. And the way I think of it is just the same way as like a movie trailer. Like if you think about the Avengers and Endgame, like when was the first time you really heard about it? Was it when the trailer came out like a, a week before it launched? Was it when the teaser trailer was like three months before? Was it when they announced the name of it? They did the name drop of Endgame? Was it when they released Infinity War that you heard about it? Or was it really eight years ago where you watched the first Iron Man movie and they teased Thanos as the baddie at the end of the movie, right? Like they are just teasing stuff out all of the time. And it's yeah. all just marketing, right? It's really, really clever marketing. So whenever I try and do anything for myself, whether I'm trying to launch a product or I'm trying to do something in the future, I always try and think, well, what would Marvel do? Like, how would they tease it out? Well, they would probably do a teaser. They would get people excited. They would open loops and then they don't close the loops until much further down the line so that people are thinking, ah, oh, crap, like what's he got coming? Like what's the big thing that's going to happen? So I feel like a lot of it was influenced from all of these outside forces. But, you know, I would really encourage anybody that's launching a podcast to just make a lot of noise, like get people talking about it, have conversations with people. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make, you know, and we've helped a lot of people launch shows now and a lot of them have been really successful, which which is super cool. It's really fun actually to be able to work with entrepreneurs and you know work with people. You know, instead of like working with dentists who hate being on the phone with me, I'm like working with entrepreneurs who really want to talk. You know, and yeah. um, what's really cool about this is that I see a lot of people they forget the personal touch. Right? They have somebody that comments on their post about the graphic they just put up for the podcast. Well, you should go and have a conversation with them. You know, send them a message, talk to them. Hey man, what's up? I really appreciate you commenting on my post. What do you do? Like build up that relationship. And guess what? When it comes around to you launching the podcast and you need the reviews and you need people to promote it, you know, that guy you had a conversation with and you built up that little personal relationship, you can call in that favor. You can say, Hey man, remember when we were talking about the podcast? Well, it's actually launching next week. I would be really honored if you would do me a favor and go in and leave me a review. You know, it's like using those kind of calling cards. And what's really cool about posting a lot about your content is that you can find out the people who really care, the people who are interested, you know, the people that are commenting on those posts are the people that you should be trying to um, get an influence to come and help you out with the launch of the show as well. I love it. Yeah. Making a lot of noise. And it's funny. I had this conversation with my operations manager this morning where we were, I was telling her, cause I kind of, I choose my sister, but I coach her because I want her to take over a lot of my rules so I can do more of the marketing and sales. And um, I was like, you know, one of the things I've been studying is if you look at like Gimlet Radio, Gimlet Media, and you look at these bigger publishing companies that are specifically doing it for advertising dollars, they know how to publish and produce a show. If you look at the way they, they create the hook, they create the angle, they position the show, the way the artwork, artwork looks, how they market, when they market, the time to market, like compared to like when they drop the trailer to when they actually launch the show, there's a lot of lag time there. It's for a reason. So I'm, I'm doing more and more studying. And I think what you said about like, you know, what Marvel do, that's huge because those people are professional. Like they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. It's billions of dollars they're spending, right? To figure this stuff out. Yeah, exactly. So, so modeling that, modeling traditional TV, like series and trailers, how they market, how they produce, how they edit. I think that's super, super important. I don't think you've enough of that. So I think I'm glad you, you brought that up. Now it's fast forwarded. Now it's getting into, you know, later in 2019 now in the, the third quarter. So the show has been out for about seven months and um, you are continually pouring energy into this thing and continuing to grow it. What have you really learned in this? I know you work with podcasts as well. What have been some of the biggest lessons I guess? 
Okay. You know, what's really interesting is that we've really not had as much success with our podcast than sometimes what some of our students have had. And, you know, one of the really big things that I guess I've kind of learned is that it's okay to not be in the limelight. You know, I think a lot of the time I always thought that if I was going to be a podcast expert, you know, I had to be the person that had proved that I had been this amazing person that had done all of these different things. And like, I had to have the very best podcast out there if I wanted to be able to teach other people how to launch their shows. And the truth is, that's not always the case. I mean, you know, you look at some of the best coaches in the world and, you know, some of the best basketball coaches have never like even played basketball professionally. And some of the best players uh, don't always make the best coaches. And I remembered when I used to be in um in my old job, that was something that was taught to me very early on. They said, you know, Jamie, the truth is that sometimes the best salesmen don't make the best managers and the best managers don't make the best salesmen. And it's really interesting. And actually for a long time, I felt like I had to be the person that was on the bleeding edge doing as good as possible. But what I've learned is that actually I can just be the test dummy. Like I can try a bunch of different things. I can test out hooks. I can test out different types of episodes, different lengths, different posting times. And what I'm doing is really I'm making all the mistakes so that my students don't have to. And that's been one of my big realizations is that as the leader of this movement, you know, I can actually just go and experiment and try all these different things. And don't get me wrong, you know, we've had a ton of success. We figured out how to do stuff. We figured out how to grow our audience and do all of these different steps. Really, you know, I'm not so worried about that having this ginormous and amazing reach. Really, what I'm interested in is finding out what works so that then I can help other people avoid those pitfalls and figure out what's going to give them the biggest success. And what's kind of cool is that I really, uh, now what I'm the most proud of is the people that have come through my programs or have been, you know, coached by me who they're having a ton of success, you know, and I would much rather shine a light on all of those other people and give them as much exposure as possible because I'm proud of them. Like they've, they've killed it and they're making real big moves in their podcasts. And I think, you know, in the long game, they're going to have these amazing shows, but more importantly, they're going to develop a part of themselves, which wouldn't have necessarily been developed before then. So I think that's super, super important and i really uh i've really been kind of enjoying it a lot in terms yeah. of now you know oh totally yeah when i started this show i intentionally said it's going to be my testing ground for that reason but before that it came to me i was like i gotta have a big podcast i gotta have this if i want to teach people how to grow a show you know it's uh, it's funny because you don't you're right you don't have to be you just have to be the guy who's going to give them either trusted advice or that's what you look to be so it's like it's how do you do that and just be use your show for as a test on I love that. You know, I think um, one of the things you remind me here is like, I need to get back to doing more seasons and doing more different types of uh, show lengths and show styles. So very, very true. So I have, I'd be remiss if I asked you that, if I didn't ask you this question. You're known as the guy to help people launch profitable podcasts in 60 days. Obviously for different people, that length is going to change and what they're selling, what the offer is. But um, if you had to give a blueprint, a framework, and to give an overview, if you will, on how people can do that if they're launching a podcast. And you can pick whatever industry you think fits or one thing you you guys have seen success in. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the first thing to share with this, Lewis, is, is really the reasoning behind it. Because I see a lot of people and, you know, you have big players in the industry and they're kind of all saying the same thing. What they're saying is that the power in podcasting is in the long game. And I am a huge advocate of that. I totally believe that. And 
Sometimes when people hear that we say, hey, make money from a podcast in 60 days, they think we've got it wrong. They think, oh, you're just trying to make money in the short term. You're not really thinking about the long game. And what I just want to kind of share is the kind of reason behind it. And when I see a lot of people doing podcasts right now, I see a lot of people out there who are you know, creating shows, they're putting a lot of work in, they're doing episode after episode after episode. And we all know the average episodes, most people do seven episodes and then quit. But you also see some people you know, I was speaking to a buddy the other day. He had a show called The Digital Drink. They did 80 episodes and then because they couldn't make money from it, they ended up quitting. And that yeah. sucks because they've already done all of the hard work. All they needed to do was keep going. So what we want to try and do and the reason that we want to help people to be profitable from the get-go is a couple of reasons. Well, one, if you can be profitable, you can reinvest that money to pay for someone like an agency or a coach or you know somebody that's going to help you in the podcast space to make it a lot easier. Because let's yeah. be honest, if you're doing all the editing and all of everything and the promotion and all that yourself, it's a lot of work. And a lot of people are doing that, right? So first off, we want to try and help you to make money so that you can lighten the load so that you could do the podcast for a lot longer. And then the second reason is we also want to help people realize that you can prioritize a podcast over other things. Because a lot of people I speak to, they're like, well, I want to start a podcast, but first I'm going to focus on making money in my business. And what we want to try and tell people is, look, you don't have to pick one or the other. You can create a brand. You can create that authority for yourself. And at the same time, use it as a tool to actually get customers into your business. So, you know, that's the kind of methodology behind it, because what we want to do is we want to help people to make money from their show so that they can create a show that's going to last them for a year or two years or three years so that they can keep going where other people stop and quit. And really, you know, the, the way that we do that and the framework of how it's successful is one of two ways. So the way that you can monetize a podcast is you can either monetize the audience or you can monetize your guests. And yeah. the truth is when you start a brand new show, you usually don't have enough traffic, enough people listening to your episodes to be able to effectively monetize your audience. And also, if it's a brand new show, you want to build up trust. You want to build up that audience. You want to really make sure that they know, like, and trust you. And you don't want to try and sell to them straight away. It's like a bad play. You want to be able to get them coming back time and time again. So what we help people do is say, okay, well, let's first of all, create your podcast around your business. So we're not going to you know, just go and create a show because that's what we're interested in. We're going to say, who do we really want to attract to our business? Right. Who are our dream customers? And when we create the show that way, it allows us to say, okay, well, the guests we want, the people that are listening, we all want them to be our dream customer, but just maybe on a different scale, right? It's like maybe your guest is at a five on the zero to 10 scale. They've had some success and they're doing well, but maybe your listener is more on the one to two level. They're kind of just getting started. So what we do is we help them position the show in the right way, make sure they're attracting their target audience. And then, you know, if you're a B2B business and you're selling to other businesses, it's actually really easy to just get people on your show who you could sell to. You know, you could interview me. And if I'm a business that needs to have a, a podcast and something like that, you could interview me about my business. And then on the end, it's like, hey, well, we actually help people create podcasts do you need that? And they'd be like, well, it's kind of a cool idea. And then it leads to that kind of sales conversation, right? So that's the what you can do as a B2B business. But even if you're like a B2C, so let's say you sell like a fitness product and you sell to your average consumer, because let's be honest, if you were going to interview Kathy from up the road about you know fitness and stuff like that, when she's a stay-at-home mom, she's going to be like, why? Why would you want to interview me? That'd be super weird. 
So what you can still do is even if you don't have a B2B business and you have a B2C business, business to customer, well, what you can do is you can still interview key players who have your audience. So somebody who you know has a big email list of your perfect target customers, you can interview them, you can build up that relationship with a view to doing like a JV deal down the road. So what we really teach people is it's really about relationships. How can you make sure that you're creating this show to attract the right people to your business? But then at the same time, how can you put yourself in a position where you can actually generate leads for your business at the same time? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's the cool thing about podcasting. It's like, I forgot, I think it's Jessica Rose who said it. It's like compound interest. Like the more you do it, it builds on itself and more people will come into the funnel, whether it's your guests six months from now or two months from now. Like, hey, like, remember we talked about starting a podcast? Well, hey, I think we're, I want to have the conversation now. And I'm sure, Jamie, you've had that happen with people like maybe, maybe not for that fit for them at the moment, but then three months, four months, six months down the road, they come back and they say, oh yeah, let's have that conversation now. So that's an awesome thing. You can definitely monetize your guests and also your, uh, your following if you have something of value to give them. So very, very cool, dude. For you, with your show, is there a monetization piece in it or is it just more like a, a testing ground like you were saying before? Yeah. I mean, really for our show, I mean, we speak to a lot of different entrepreneurs. So um, our show is kind of about mass movement creation. And and we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs about the movements that they're creating. And sometimes it's a natural segue to, you know, I'll be speaking to somebody who doesn't have a podcast, who has an amazing business, and then we'll open up the conversation. It will be, hey, well, I actually help people with podcasts. Is that something you're into? And a lot of the time, um, it will go from there. So we've had a lot of customers who have been people that we've interviewed, who we've then helped to create podcasts, which is kind of cool as well. But also for me, you know, that's not my primary focus, which is interesting because if I was in it for the money, that would probably be what I should do. Every single person that I interview (laughs) should be really intentional. It should be someone who I'm actively trying to get into their business. But you know, for me, man, like I just love speaking to a lot of these different entrepreneurs and I use it as much of a learning tool as anything else. And you know, we could go really heavy into that and probably make a lot more money. But for me, I'm really using it as like, who am I interested to speak to? What can I learn? What can I implement for, you know, my students? And again, it's really just that kind of testing ground. So we haven't been really intentional with trying to sign somebody up through our podcast guests for a while, you know, and and that's just been the way it's been. But maybe we should focus on it, you know, take a take a pill of my own medicine, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like the conversation, like, you know, like it'll just kind of happen and you can lead that conversation. And if it's, if it's a fit, great. If it's not, that's fine too. So it's always an interesting thing. And it's always a much more natural conversation when you have that conversation on a podcast, as opposed to like a sales call. That's like a, a cold call or something of that sort. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, I used to do cold calling and, and we had a cold call team. And, and the truth is, I mean, from a statistical point of view, 3% will probably respond to a cold email, 5% are going to respond to a cold call. But podcasts, like, you know, 70 to 80% of people are going to say yes to being on an interview. And, you know, if the majority of the people that you interview, you can build that relationship and really just say, hey, look, we have a service that would be a benefit to you. It's a synergistic kind of thing. It's not going to impede on what you're doing. It's really going to help you. Then it's a really good opportunity there to try and build other people up, which is great. And I also think it's why it's really important for you to kind of carve out your area within your niche. Because, you know, when I first came into the podcast game, I could have tried to do, you know, what you and Dexy and other people have done. And I could have become a podcast agency offering the same product and the same service. But 
I think what's smart for a lot of people to do is really to try and carve out an area of your own thing that's like, hey, I'm doing this a little bit differently. And then it's actually complementary because, you know, if somebody needs to have somebody to help them in an agency, well, I don't do that, but I can point you to people that do. And then at the same time, it's like, you know, well, actually, if you want to learn on a much deeper level about how to make money from it and to do it that way than the way that Jamie teaches, then it's kind of complementary. And, and that's what I've been kind of learning is that to come into an industry, you have a much better better chance of success if you can be complementary so that even your competitors aren't really your competitors. You know, you can all grow together. And I also think from like a life perspective, I much prefer that, you know, like I don't want to have like hard conversations with people who are trying to sell to the same customers and have to like talk shit about somebody else. Like I'd much rather like respect people in their businesses, know that they do really great work. Cause you know, I've spoken to people in your team, Lewis, I know that you do a fantastic job in your business. So I don't have to talk smack about you. I can say he's a great dude. Like you should go and work with him because we do separate things just within that industry. And like, I'm a big fan of that. I think that's really, really important. And anytime I I see anybody going into any industry, that's always the advice I try and give them. Like find out how you can be complementary as opposed to competitive. And it it makes a big, big difference. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's so funny because it can get very territorial in any, in any realm. But um, I've just thought of it like, look, if you just don't do bad by anyone, just do good by everybody, like those wakeless, sleepless nights. So that's kind of the approach I've really taken <laughs> to this. So, you know, <laughs> just don't. And I, and, I think, and I think that's a testament to who you are as a person, which is really powerful. And, you know, hats off to you for that, because there are people who will come in and they don't give a crap. Like I've had people inside, you know, the ClickFunnels community is so small and I've had people come in talking smack about us, you know, and it's like, well, really, that's just a reflection on you, not a reflection on me, because the people that you say bad things to, they don't think, oh, I agree with you. What they think is, wow, you're talking like crap about that person. And that's not good, you know, so I always try and take the moral high ground if we can. And it's all about, you know, just giving people the respect they deserve. Like we're all entrepreneurs, we're all building businesses. It's really hard. So if you can find a way that you can work in peace with people, I think that's really, really important. Oh, totally. Yeah, it makes for a much easier business life uh, going forward. So I want to definitely position things or, or really twist the conversation into really some of the mistakes you see people make with podcasts. You work with a lot of people launching shows, different industries like myself. There's probably some things you've seen go wrong or some things you're like, ah, I wouldn't do that. Maybe some mistakes you can share. But um, I'd love to, to break down like a handful of one that you've seen that could be detrimental to someone's growth or their show's yeah. growth. Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is the theme of what they talk about on their show. So mm-hmm. for example, you know, um, I always share this as an example inside of our group. If you're a Facebook ad agency and you serve chiropractors and you go and create a show about Facebook ads, well, that might be your theme that you want to talk about. But if you think about it logically, is a chiropractor going to want to go and listen to a Facebook ads podcast? Well, maybe, but maybe not. And instead, what I try and help people to think about is, well, what would your perfect customer be actually really interested to listen to? So, you know, in that same example, I would say, well, could you co-host with an actual chiropractor and could you make the content of the show about how to create a really powerful chiropractic business and how to market in the business and stuff like that? Because if you talk about that topic instead, well, one, chiropractor is going to be more likely to want to come on the show as guests, which yeah. is the 
power of association becomes very, very powerful. Um, it also allows you to have those conversations with them where you know you could potentially sell. But also, the people that are listening to your show are going to be chiropractors as opposed to people like if you run a Facebook ads podcast, you're probably going to have marketers and people like that who are going to come in, right? And it's a very, very different type of audience. So the biggest thing that I say to a lot of people is, first of all, try and make sure that the theme of what your show is about is actually going to attract the people you want to attract. Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, Jamie, if my topic is Facebook ads, you know, how do I talk about that? Well, the truth is, if your show is about chiropractors and growing their business, you can still talk about Facebook ads. You can still position yourself as the expert. And the truth is, instead of talking about the how, you can just talk about the what. And then if people want to learn more, that's when they get on the phone call with you. You know, it's just about not breaking down necessarily exactly the steps that they need, you know, because right. anytime you teach something like that, people just go and do it. Like anytime you teach, as opposed to just pointing out the pain, points, you're never going to have an easy time necessarily selling it because a lot of people will take that advice, they'll go and implement it. And you know, sometimes they'll come back around and say, that was really valuable. I want that help. But a lot of the time, if you can just give them everything around your product and then yeah. not necessarily talk about that product itself, it works a lot better. It's the same with, you know, in MLM space and things like that. The very best network marketers don't talk about their product. They talk about everything around the product yeah. instead. Yeah. So I think that's um, just from a marketing perspective. I think that's one of the big mistakes a lot of people make in the podcast. And then the other big mistake I see people make is just not creating a powerful launch. It's just, you know, they start to publish, they bang it on Anchor, you know, they don't really understand about how iTunes works. They don't really understand how about how to send them there. So all that happens is they send people to this branded Anchor page with like Anchor branding all over it. And like they any downloads, they don't get any momentum, they don't understand how iTunes works, and they don't really create any pressure behind it. So my biggest advice is you can just go out there and you can just start publishing and you can make podcasting as easy as you want to. But yeah. there is really a lot of benefit in understanding really marketing principles, right? It's about product launch, it's about creating that environment where people are getting excited, and you know, releasing that pressure and getting things in, in as much of a row as you can so that you get that authority and people start to pay attention. Because I look at a lot of people like Cam Martinez, he just launched the Six Figure Blueprint. That's an amazing podcast. I think it's called that Six Figure something. Could be that. Six Figure Roadmap, I think it's called. I look at the way that he launched his show and he did a great job. Like he got a couple of really big names in this first launch. And then, you know, he used that authority to get other people. And his podcast has been doing fantastic since then. And it's because he understood marketing principles. He created this impressive launch. He made sure that his cover artwork and stuff like that was very high quality. And then yeah. he nailed it from there. So, you know, hats off to the dude because I, I don't think he went through any podcast programs or got any help. I think he did that all by himself. So, that was a really great example of somebody that took the principles of, you know, just creating that powerful launch and then leveraging it to have a lot of success. So, um, yeah, th those are probably some of the big mistakes I see. Love it. Love it. Yeah. The concept, the show concept is huge because you'll get like, probably like me, like you'll get a lot of people saying, oh, I want to talk about this and this, and this is my show. I'm like, well, there's 700,000 other shows out there talking about that. So like we need to narrow it down here and we need to make it a little bit different and relatable and likable. One of the things I think it, you, you touched on this and that when you're saying is treating it like a product launch, like how they would launch a product, how you would launch a podcast, you know, with all the things you would put into essentially it is a product. It is a an asset that you can actually convert people to make sales, but it's a free product. Right. So um, I think positioning that in your mind in, uh, for me has helped me a lot. And I forget who I learned that from. I want to say Russell Brunson, but I could be wrong. 
the way he because the way he launches products is obviously amazing. I've got his book right here. But that's super, super powerful. And what was the guy's name again for people who want to check out how he launched his show? Cam Martinez, that's it. Yeah. For and I think it's called the six figure roadmap. But he did a great job, you know, really, really good job with launching it. And I think you're right, Lewis, because you know, a lot of people think oh, it's different to a product, but everything from how you promote it, the emails you send, getting affiliates on board to promote it, you know, all that stuff is exactly the same with a podcast as it is with a product launch. You're totally yeah. yeah, using paid, using paid traffic, using anything. So it's all, it all can be applied there. Very, very, very cool, dude. Well, I want to ask you this question. I'll open this up for you. Is there anything you want to add that we didn't cover today that you think would be super valuable for someone launching a podcast before we can they let we don't know where you can find you. Yeah, I think probably the most important thing and the thing that, that I always tackle first with people is just getting very clear about what the intention is for the podcast. So, you know, we inside of our program, we teach podcast identity pillars, which is just being able to, you know, first of all, clearly outline who is the audience that you want to attract, who are the customers that you want in. The next thing we focus on is like the result that you want to give people, like where are you going to take them? Like what are they going to gain from listening to your podcast over a long period of time? We also focus on like the content itself, like what you talk about. Like we just said, super important to make sure you're positioning it so that what you're actually talking about is attractive to people who want to come and listen. And then the final thing is just making sure that you're unique. And a lot of people, when we say unique, they think they have to come up with this kind of crazy new idea. But honestly, like you can take a principle of another show in another industry. And, you know, if they have this unique way that they ask questions and you really like that, well, for your audience and for a different industry, you can still use those same elements and it's still going to be unique. So that's the final thing that I would say is, you know, nailing those four things gives you a lot of clarity when you're creating everything for your show. And like every time you create a piece of content, you want to be thinking about who am I speaking to? Like, what's the result that people should be gaining from listening to all of these episodes? Like, you know, what are we really talking about? What does the conversation always come back to? And I think if you can get that very, very clear, and it usually takes a couple of days of like rewriting it, refiguring it out. But once you've got that nailed, it gives you a lot of clarity in what you want to then achieve in the podcast in the future. I love it. I love it. People are going to have to rewind that for about 30 seconds. Double tap that rewind button 30 seconds. It's like twice. And listen to that again and take notes because that's those four keys are, are huge. If you can get those, write them down on a paper, take time to go through them, it's going to make your show stand out because there's a lot more thought and detail behind it. So, uh, Jamie, dude, freaking amazing. Where can people find out where they can learn more about the course and more about what you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, if people want to find out more about the program, the, the program we sell is called the Podcast Profit Lab. Um, and we take people through the steps of everything there from launching to monetizing. And the best way to find that is actually to go to our free Facebook group. So if you guys go to uh, joinpodcasting101.com, or if you just want to search for Podcasting 101 inside the Facebook search bar, you can find us there. And yeah, if, if you like the conversation, you want to check out the podcast, our podcast is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. So Entrepreneur Junkie Movement in the uh, iTunes search bar. Cool. Very cool. Jamie, dude, I appreciate your time, brother. Enjoy your time in Boise and uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. Hey, and don't forget, I have a number of free bonuses for you. That's, yes, these are free templates, guides, and stuff that I've actually included in my recent book, How to Get Your First 100,000 Downloads in 100 Days. But you don't even have to buy the book. I'm just going to give this to you for free. All you have to do is go to Lewis Ryan. Luis Ryan, L-U-I-S-R-Y-A-N.com forward slash book. There is a simple form where you fill out your name and your email and you get a ton of free stuff 
all the templates and guides that I include in the book, but you don't have to buy the book. So you're saving yourself a chunk of money um, that literally will take you probably less than two minutes to accomplish or perform. So enjoy that. That's my gift to you. Use it. Don't just let it fall by the wayside. And I'll see you on the next episode.